0: To Alphabet Flight encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with guests. We talk about all the characters we know and love, and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is the wonderful Laura. Hi. This is going to be a fun week. (laughs) Or (laughs) I can already tell you, any listeners that's been listening to my podcast for I don't know at least the last 100 episodes. Knows that I have just a massive beef with one of the more popular characters with uh, of Marvel, who I bring up how bad he is every single moment I can. Mm-hmm. Um, and we already talked about Mr. Fantastic, so that leaves only one person. <laughs> <laughs> and that is Professor X. So yeah, today we're going to be talking about Professor X. So what do you know about Professor X? Or or Charles Xavier. Or Chuck, how,
1: uh... If you're Wolverine, I guess. Um, or Charles, if you're Magneto. So, I know he's a telepath. He has telepathy, but not telekinesis, as far as I know. Um... Um, Because... Okay, maybe he does have telekinesis. I've never seen it. Um...
0: No, it's like, they go back and forth of him having, like, weak telekinesis.
1: He's in a wheelchair, obviously. Uh, He's bald. Created Cerebro?
0: Yeah, with uh, Magneto. With
1: with Magneto, um, which helps him amplify his telepathy so he can find mutants all over the world. And he is the reason that Magneto wears a metal helmet, apparently, because...
0: Yeah, him and uh, Juggernaut wear similar helmets.
1: And according to um, X-Men Evolution... Juggernaut is his half-brother or something?
0: That is, that. Is, yeah, that's just from the beginning.
1: Okay. And he has a son, but I don't remember anything about him.
0: Well, uh, if you don't remember anything about him, watch Legion, because it's a great show. Okay, cool. So, first off, I'd like to point out, he's in a wheelchair by choice, because he can literally walk almost any time he wants to, if he just goes to one of the millions of people uh, in the Marvel Universe and be like, hey, I need to walk. And they just throw him something that probably costs like five bucks at that point.
1: Like, aren't there healers?
0: No, there's healers, first off. There's Forge. He's friends with Forge. You know what Forge has? A goddamn leg. That was, he replaced. He could probably make a brace for him. Um, Also, just randomly, just randomly, like, especially after he fakes his death and Mm -hmm. tells no one why, and then comes back, he's just like, hey guys, I'm walking. And then he somehow cripples himself again. I feel, I have a feeling he's using it for sympathy.
1: I think it's a power move to to be sitting while everyone else is standing.
0: Like, it has to be a power, because I don't have any good faith in him.
1: You don't trust him. Okay, if you were a mutant in the X-Men universe, would you trust him?
0: See, I, it depends on how much information I have about him. Mm-hmm. Because as a person who, like, was just casually reading X-Men, like, a little bit before he died, like, you know, I was just like, yeah, Professor X, whatever. And also, like, the uh, the Patrick Stewart. I was about to say John Luke Picard, I was just like, that's not his name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like that version's pretty fun yeah. right, I like that That like that like version but like like in the comics he's like really just not a great person and like he gets called out on it all the time
1: <laughs>
0: like the reason why Wolverine is on their team and this has been retconned out but it's because uh, the Marvel universe of Canada which is apparently a very shady and dangerous place yep um, uh, was just like, hey, Professor X is like, you know, doing some stuff that we don't like him doing. Hey, Wolverine, do what the do the thing that you're good at. That's also not very nice. And and like whenever he went to kill Wol- uh, whenever Wolverine went to kill him, he was just like, hey, you're on my team now And Wolverine was just like, yes, I am on your team and then kind of just stuck around as a person who was on the team because Guess what guess what Professor X likes doing mind controlling people, yeah, implanting memories brain brainwashing an entire group of teens about their friends dying because he sent them off on a suicide mission what yes, that was something that was retconned to as a thing, including what of including what of Scott Summers brothers. He made him forget about an entire brother.
1: How many brothers does he have?
0: A million. I think he just has. uh, Like I think he has at. He has at least three. Jesus. But uh, being a summer brother is pretty much just like you know, it's it's like finding out you put your socks on wrong. Sometimes (laughs) you just it just happens. Sometimes.
1: The way you said "summer brother." It made me, it sounded like, you know, a summer romance. You're a brother for a summer, and then, you know, you're not anymore. <laughs>
0: you, you know what? Sometimes it's like that, because some people, like, are hinted at being a summer brother, and, like, they go that way, and then the next writer's just like, no, he's not a summer brother. What are you talking about? No, of course not. One of them, one of the summer brothers that, were, that was a su- brother for a summer, um, was Gambit.
1: Really? Yeah.
0: He was hinted at being a Summers brother, but uh, let's talk about let's talk about Professor X. Okay, so I have grievances. We're going to talk about uh, his backstory for a little bit. I'm going to kind of like only do the stuff I think that is like relevant uh, to at least his character, mm-hmm. not necessarily like all the X Men stuff because he has one of the longest entries in here he has a good six pages jeez so forgive me if i decide to skip a bunch of it
1: yeah because <laughs> i'd cow. like
0: i'd like to make this not a two-hour podcast because <laughs> i don't know if you've seen the uh, text in this but it's like maybe like a size seven font
1: six pages Jeez Louise.
0: so uh his name uh, well he's called Professor X on this, but uh his real name is Charles Xavier or Chuck Xavier if you're nasty. <laughs>
1: um
0: his occupation is geneticist and teacher. It is at this point in time it's not known that he's a it's not known that he's a mutant. Because he hides it. Because he's not proud apparently. Oh okay.
1: I thought you meant like even we don't know for sure if he's a mutant? And that would be a hell of a con.
0: Yeah, well, it's, well, I mean, he did con the American public.
1: Mm. You know, I, I've always kind of wondered, what if you saw Charles Xavier, like, doing his philanthropic thing, and I'm like, I like that guy, I should send my child to his school. And you just apply, and they're like, no. you like, why not? And you like, we don't want your kid.
0: We want <laughs> we different
1: don't. kids.
0: Yeah, like, different ones. What do, what do you mean? Different ones.
1: You're saying my child isn't gifted? Mm. Mm. that's not
0: not the way we want yeah also there's a whole paramilitary army of kids thing but you know there's a lot of things like I think he might be the worst out of the Mr. Fantastic and uh, Professor X debate I have with who's the worst (laughs) I go back and forth Well, one of the things I can say in the favor of Mr. Fantastic, he's never brainwashed a bunch of kids into believing that their friends didn't die. Yeah. Or forgetting them forever. So that's something. Um, so he has uh so his mom and dad are dead, but he's also like a six year old man, so I think you know
1: when does it you stop qualifying as an orphan?
0: Um, I think you start qualifying as an orphan if you get to, like, a maybe, like, adulthood. Yeah. Because I think, because th- I'm pretty sure, like, orphaned, like, if you're orphaned, it's, like, you don't have a parent, you don't have your parents at the time, you should definitely have your parents.
1: Yeah, because, like, I would be devastated if I lost my parents at any age, but. I don't say- think
0: you would be considered an orphan. Yeah. At this point, anyway. So I think it's whenever you are considered an adult definitely at least in your 20s. Yeah. Um so it's so,
1: dead, but like that's pretty expected when you're 60.
0: Yeah. I might be aging him up a little bit, but he's at least in his like 40s, 50s.
1: Oh, I would say 50s at least.
0: Yeah, 50s at least. Um he has Kane Marco, which is his uh half brother
1: mm-hmm.
0: or step brother or or the juggernaut if mm-hmm. uh you know if you know about him and then he has uh david holler as a son who is legion uh, if you'd like to know more about him listen to my legion episode he is the founder of the x-men new mutants and at this point uh faked his death to be in the star so it could be with his alien bird girlfriend
1: cool yeah that's yeah. responsible
0: yeah i guess who he left in charge of of his paramilitary group
1: oh boy I can't wait.
0: Magneto. Who is technically good, but at the same time...
1: That's just not good decision-making.
0: Oh. I mean, he is technically a good guy. Technically.
1: At this point.
0: But because he left him in charge of a bunch of teenagers who do nothing but... To do nothing but uh disobey him... Go into dangerous situations and literally get a couple of the co- couple of them killed on his watch. That's the reason he went back to being evil cause every time he did something good, a kid died
1: right see not good decision making don't leave magneto in charge of children no because if you're in the X men universe, one of them's gonna die
0: yeah, maybe two of them are gonna die maybe maybe all of them are gonna die. I don't know uh so he had so his base of operations was the School for Gifted Youngsters mm-hmm. in Westchester County, mm-hmm. New York. But he's his current base of operations is the Star Jammer, which is which is a starship with the Star Jammers. Um that which includes Cyclops' dad. And I'll talk about later, I'll talk about them later, I'm gonna be doing like a little bonus episode, but some of them have, uh, let's just say they have some names that don't reflect well, nowadays. Oh boy, oh boy. And I'm not, and I'm not saying, I'm not saying it as like, as a racist, I'm just saying that, uh, I giggle every time I think about one of them. <laughs> so, that's a thing. Um, so he first appeared in X-Men number one. I mean it makes sense it's the, the kind of iconic cover you know Magneto uh Magneto being like attacked by all the dudes in the group and Jean Grey just being like hey I'm just back here
1: yep chilling going Hanging out. yeah
0: yeah. one thing I never really understood too much is why uh Angel has like a looks like a bazooka weapon on the front <sighs>
1: Because angel wings aren't enough of a attack ability, I guess. Like sure. you can fly, but you can't get anybody with them.
0: Well, you could do lots of things. you can drop things on them. You could fly in and kick and then go away.
1: That's but also on the other hand, a bazooka.
0: I mean, I mean I understand why it's just no one else has a bazooka. Like you know who else could probably use a bazooka? Jean Grey? Mm Mm-hmm. Actually, all of them could use a bazooka. Like, that could just be their opening move, and then they use their powers.
1: Well, and then it turns into, like, an army. Well, they already are an army. They're fighting a terrorist group. I don't know. So, you know, that's something. Maybe Angel just really, really wanted to use a bazooka. Maybe. I mean, he is rich, so he can
0: definitely get a bazooka. Like, 100%. Like, he's probably just like, Dad, I want a bazooka. And his dad's just like, I have a closet full of them. Take one. So let's talk about his childhood a little bit. Whoa. So he is the mutant son of a nuclear research uh, researcher, Brian Xavier, and his wife, Sharon Xavier. Mm-hmm. Um, even as a pre adolescence he can use his telepathic powers to sense others' intentions and emotions. Um
1: Oof, that when must have been a rough childhood.
0: Must have been.
1: Would well, you want to uh, go through puberty knowing exactly what everyone thought about you?
0: No, I don't want to know what people think about me now. I have panic attacks sometimes right? about it. So <laughs> Uh but when he was still a boy, his father died in a new atomic test. Because this is back in the day where they're just like, "Hey, let's just n- drop a nuke, like in a desert, and have a bunch of people it. about a mile away." Um,
1: what could possibly go wrong?
0: Yeah, what could possibly go wrong? Shortly after, uh, Brian Xavier's colleague, Doctor Kirk Marco, married his Kurt Marco married his uh, mother
1: mm-hmm.
0: for her for- fortune, and. uh he had a son by a previous marriage, Kane. Mm-hmm. And who came to live at the Xavier mansion and took an immediate dislike to Charles and started bullying him. I'm against bullying, but I think Xavier probably caused the reason why he's being bullied. I'm saying that as a person who knows how he is.
1: If I found again, if I found out my sibling could read my mind, I'd be pretty ma- mad at them.
0: Yeah, especially if you're like a teenager, mm-hmm. definitely don't want that. Cause it's like, get out of my get out of my brain, you nerd. And they just start giving him sw- swel- swirlies and, and wedges. But he was often uh, secretly beaten. By, well, Kane eight, uh, Wolf Cain was beaten by his abusive father. And uh, at one occasion, Charles found him experiencing the in the anguish thoughts of Cain after he's been beaten by his father. It was the first time that his uh, powers fully opened a- another person's mind to him. That's right. Um, yeah, he could not fully control his powers at the time. And he was unable to put that contact at an end. Until until it, it just ended by itself.
1: Hmm.
0: But uh, Kane since that he was reading his mind and discovered secret shame. And then... Uh, he went on from there, uh thinking that Xavier invaded his thoughts deliberately mm-hmm. then f- then regarded him as his enemy pretty much for the rest of his life.
1: That's terrible
0: yeah, as he grew, he learned how to use his uh, as his uh, psychic I mean his telepathic powers better, and as a side effect, he started losing his hair before <laughs> by the time he graduated high school um he was completely bald um he went to college. In New York, at the age of sixteen, and earned his bachelor's degrees in biology within two years. Then he went to England's uh, Oxford University, where he learned, where he earned a degree in genetics and bio uh, biophysics at the same time. Wow! I'm gonna. Okay, so here's another wrinkle that I just thought of. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so he. He's learning how to use his powers. At least, like, you know, fairly easily. What if he cheated his way? That's the point. Like, he could easily cheat his way through things. He's an omega-level telepath.
1: Yeah, and no one knows he's a mutant.
0: Like, and also, he could plant memories. Or plant, like, instructions. So he could just be cheating the entire time. And no one would be able to prove it.
1: Would telepathy actually help you cheat on, like, uh thesis writing? It could
0: make it, it can make the, you can make them think that you did the thesis, Ooh. and that you need to pass.
1: Oh, that's evil.
0: Yeah, like, he could have done that. There's nothing in this book says he went through <laughs> college, like, without doing that. Because we know he loves reading people's minds without their permission anyway. Like after he learned how to control it, so his he breaks. could have cheated. So like, there's nothing in here that says he actually is like super intelligent or anything.
1: And that he earned his his degrees. Oof. Yeah,
0: because like, because all you need to do is like, you don't need to write anything if you're just like, yeah, you've seen this. Just uh, give me, give me an A.
1: Yeah.
0: So that's another that's that's another uh, another thing that I think that he definitely did with no proof. So, he then, uh, went to Oxford University and earned genetics and biophysics degrees at the same time. And then he met, um, Moira McTaggart. So, uh, here's another kind of crappy thing (laughs) he's done. Because, with, like, with- I cannot take any of his accomplishments without a grain of salt. I mean, with a grain of salt. Yeah. Because- he can my, he can plant memories and he can also you know mind control people and he literally brainwashed a, a brother out of someone's mind believing that they never existed
1: yeah so it's so, not unreasonable to think that he might have cheated on this like you, you yeah. just have to sort of trust his integrity and like sure I don't but we don't do that to most uh students, right? Like, we don't just assume trust them and be like, oh yeah, I definitely didn't cheat, and we're definitely not gonna check.
0: Yep. Well, another thing, though, is um, Warren McTaggart, who we met all of a sudden, decided to annul her marriage and then agreed to marry him almost immediately afterwards. But then he was drafted and was sent to Asia for Vietnam, probably.
1: Okay. That's a slight wrinkle, because... Or, Korea.
0: Can, Sorry, Korea. It'd be Korea at the time, yeah.
1: If he can get, like, multiple degrees using telepathy, why would he not get out of the draft? Unless he wanted to go.
0: Maybe he wanted to go. Like, I mean, he can- he's omega level, so, like, he could probably just be like, hey, don't shoot at me. You don't see me. Or something. Or make people believe that he was in the battle. He could- see, that's a thing! I can't take anything that he does! As true, because like it's not just me putting on like it's not me putting like more blame on him than he needs. He's done this stuff in the comics, where he brainwashes people and makes people believe other things and plants memories and brainwashes people. Actually, you know what? then maybe this is why, because he found himself serving in the same military unit as his brother Kane Marco, who Kane, uh. Deserted under fire, and Xavier went to bring him back. Came, found a cave that housed the lost secret temple of Sycorax, a powerful mystical entity. He impulsively grabbed the glowing gem from the lap of the idol, idol, and then the mystical power transformed Marco into a larger superhuman being. And uh, just then, the enemy high explosives bombarded, uh, bombardment, uh, caused a uh, cave-in, and Marco was uh, buried under several tons of rocks. Uh, Xavier survived and returned to his unit. And then, like, Marco, Marco was just like, yo, I'm I'm the Juggernaut, I'm just gonna walk out of here, because I'm the Juggernaut because you can't stop me. Yeah. Um, and then he would show up like way later. Um, the basically menace superhumans everywhere. Also, just another reminder, Juggernaut's not a... He's hes not a uh, mutant. He is a person who grabbed a gym.
1: Right, so he got his powers from an external source.
0: Because he was wounded in battle, he was sent to a mash... and where he befriended Daniel Showstrom, uh, where, where then he, and then later on he received a uh, letter for more, uh, putting an end to their engagement without explanation. What I'm going to assume is he wasn't close enough to keep her, to keep the sway on her. Yeah. But no, it's probably actually not that bad. Uh, Yeah, he was kind of crushed and then wanted to go back to academic study after leaving the army. Um, but he couldn't, but he couldn't maintain his interest. And he just started traveling around the Mediterranean. Where then he, uh, found himself on the Greek island of Kyranos.
1: And what was on the Greek island of Kyranos?
0: Uh, apparently it was just, uh, It's just a place where he came to terms with himself. Probably where it's just like, never again. I'm never going to get hurt again. Everyone's my slave. (laughs) (laughs) It's a
1: pessimistic Uh, outlook.
0: (laughs) Probably. Uh, Well, then he went to... Then he decided to continue. And he went to Cairo, Egypt. Mm -hmm. Where he defeated the powerful telepath Amon Farouk. The first criminal mutant he's ever met. And Farouk physically died in the battle, but his consciousness survived in the astral plane and would take control of his student Karma years later. Then that's when he decided that he would, you know, make it make it his goal to have a paramilitary group to take on people he seemed evil that he thought was evil from evil mutants, basically, cool. and also yeah, also to just make sure that you know mutants were protected from humans. Uh, then he went to Israel, and that's when he met Gabrielle Haller, a survivor of a Nazi death camp at Dachau, and who was drawn into a catatonic schizophrenia. He used his mental powers to cure her of her conditions, and the two became lovers. I don't like that those two sentences were like right next to each other. So it's like he used his powers to cure her, and then they became lovers.
1: Mm, yeah, that's kind of fishy. I don't know. My 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 better. Half the my faith in humanity wants me to to think that it's just like oh you saved me I like you now because that that happens, but now I don't give a lot of
0: I don't give a lot of uh, faith in people who can do like mind control.
1: Consent with a telepath is a little
0: questionable. I, I would almost say it's almost never actually consenting. Because almost every single time you see telepathy used to, like, help, it's almost always to get someone's consent. And one of the more crappier ways that it was used, I mean, at least in, uh, was, like, whatever, it was Bendis' run of, uh, all-new X-Men, where Iceman was outed by Jean Grey, young Jean Grey. It's, yeah, it's not great, because... One of the things about coming out as a person who is also queer
1: is that um, you get to do it yourself and you get yeah. to decide when and it's not just, hey, you're gay. Yeah.
0: And like there, and also, there's a group of people out there who uh, arguably, I think, there's nothing in this text that doesn't support this, so uh, who thinks that young Jean Grey was just like, I'm gonna make my friend gay.
1: Well, that's frightening.
0: Which is something that can happen
1: can happen
0: it can happen Jeez. because because guess what Jade Gray is a very powerful telepath.
1: Can you well. imagine if the, like the conversion people got their hands on a telepath like that? Oh,
0: oh my god that just made the Marvel universe even worse
1: right <laughs>
0: to live in because no like if you get because like you could just get yourself like a very homophobic telepath mm-hmm. And just, like, actually, like, well, I mean, actually convert <sighs> I'm, I'm surprised that's not, like, a
1: villain arc. I'm sure it'll- someone somewhere is like, yes, this is an excellent plan.
0: Yeah, like, someone, someone out there is just like, like the, like the Mike Pence of the Marvel Universe is probably just like, I hate you mutants, but this one can make all those icky gays into straights.
1: Well, on the other hand, that would require uh, Marvel having more than, like, two queer characters in a story, so.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, Marvel is a coward when it comes to representation, so. Oh, sorry, I already got that. So, yeah, he became lovers with Gabrielle Hall, and then, uh, because of, because of uh, his new psychiatrist friend, mm-hmm. he met someone named Magnus.
1: Mm.
0: Which may be the other peop- Burn, way people that? call Magneto. No. Magneto. So they they you know had like a they they believe that mutants can be safe from persecution. The way Xavier believed it is, it's like he, they have to be together in peace. And Magnus was just like, "Yo, let's just subjugate all these all these normies." And what make if them- we
1: were in charge?
0: Yeah. So. That's a thing. And then they fought some Nazis. Knocked up Gabriel Haller. It was just like, yo, peace, I'm going to New York. Um, then later on, Legion became a thing. Oh, apparently, he also got a PhD in anthropology. And a PhD, uh, and a, uh, PhD in psychiatry.
1: Now that just seems excessive.
0: I see, there's no way he's getting all these without cheating. Like, he's not, like, known to be, like, the most intelligent man in the world. In fact, he makes lots of bad decisions, so, like, how is he not cheating or just being like, yo, give me this?
1: I'm going to spend five minutes reading the foreword of a book on anthropology, yeah. and yep, that I've got my degree now.
0: Like, he could just be like, yo, I've been here all, I've been here all year. And I'm one of your best students. Look at your records. I've got nothing but A's.
1: Has he published anything?
0: Uh, he probably has, but but he could just make someone write it for him and publish it under his name. That's true. That's the thing. I mean, again, I know you want to do like a good faith, a good faith thing, but I don't have any faith in him because <laughs> he literally brainwashed the idea of a whole team out of his out of his teenagers teenage paramilitary group because he was embarrassed that he's the them off a suicide mission basically. I mean just the
1: idea of a teenage paramilitary group is, is suspect in and of itself and not so. only
0: does he have one he has multiple teams of paramilitary teenagers multiple when the ones got too old to be teenagers he made another one and then just went off into space with his alien girlfriend, making people believe that he was dead. Okay, I'm a am about that talking about it because like we got past like I think the major part. Like it's just like we got to like through his like early part of his life, which
1: I'm not getting much of a. Gr- it was surprisingly I'm, more eventful than I was expecting.
0: Yeah, I mean it's very eventful, but like I don't like any of his accomplishments. I have no, I have no faith that it's actually his accomplishments. Like, see, he's never done anything incredibly crappy, I would have more faith in him, but he's done it. And also, don't forget the part where he was, like, super lusting after a 15-year-old Jean Grey. For Ew. most of the 60s. Ew, canonically? Canonically. It was retconned. Ow, but, like, canonically. Like, he was, like, super into Jean Grey. Like, it was, it was so, like, it was even brought up when he, uh, went in the, uh, whenever that, on. do you remember the Onslaught event where he became quote-unquote evil?
1: Vaguely, yeah.
0: In yeah. Onslaught, that was also brought up at one of his many ways he was disappointed in his, uh, in the world. How, like, he never really got to be with Jean Grey
1: she's 15 Gross.
0: at the time i mean at the time yeah and also if you notice uh her second costume not the you know the classic blue and blue and yellow but her second costume her marvel girl costume yeah it's it's just a green mini dress with a with a thing and i'm just like maybe don't put that on your teenage token girl in your team and then lust after her
1: I'm grossed out now.
0: Who's one of the first things they did was just like, "Hey, you can walk walk again," and he's probably just like, "Yeah, I could probably do this the entire time," but you know, I don't I want to. I have, but I didn't want I c- to. <laughs> pretty much, um, but uh, he is six foot, weighs one ninety, has blue eyes, and he's bald. He has numerous psionic powers, making him the world's most powerful telepath. He can read minds and project his thoughts in the uh, the minds of others within, uh, 250 miles.
1: Holy cow. Well, he's Omega level.
0: With effort, he can greatly extend the radius. Oh, Oh, man, you gotta love magnetism in the Marvel Universe. Um... But uh, but Magneto is just like, I'm going to alter the magnetic fields, and then created a long-range psychic static. uh, static. So it's just like, hey, just be incredibly powerful on that side of the place. I'm just going (sighs) to be behind this psychic white noise.
1: Yeah, which I created with magnetism, because that makes sense.
0: But the range doesn't really... But the range limitations doesn't really apply... In space. Because there's no psychic static there. Mm. Or magnetic fields for for Magneto to just constantly be like, Ooh, stop reading my mind.
1: Again, that makes sense.
0: He can psionically manipulate the minds of others. Mm
1: -hmm. He can make
0: himself seem invisible or look like someone else. He can also create mental or physical paralysis. And... Particular, loss of particular memories, or total amnesia. He can also manipulate any number of minds within close range uh, to, to perform simple feats. Um, but he can only take uh, full possession of someone's mind, the one person's mind at a time. If he's within their presence.
1: Oh, well, at least al- there's some limitations.
0: Yeah. He can only make people within, let's say, I shot. do a simple task for him, which let's list all the simple tasks you can do. That's, I'm joking. But that's a pretty, like... Shoot someone. Drop your gun. I, I mean, that's something. Jump off that cliff is a, another extreme one. I, like, I mean, there's a long list of things he can make people do that are technically simple commands. He can also make powerful mental bolts of psionic energy and so he can kind of stun the minds of another person into unconsciousness but he can't do this to like non-living people and it doesn't do physical damage so as i think gene gray likes to call it psychic grenades Mm -hmm. just you know toss one in someone's mind that are just like uh i can't think anymore Um, He can also sense the presence of another superhero mutant within a small radius of himself. Uh, If he uses Cerebro, though, he can pretty much he can pretty much like anywhere around the world because Cerebro, like, amplifies his powers even more, which is they're already pretty powerful in the first place. Okay. Um, He can also uh, project his astral form into the astral planes. Which, um, I'm always weird. I don't really understand the astral plane in the Marvel Universe, because it's always like, it always seems like it's like a magic thing. Hence the word, like, I guess astral.
1: Yeah, that word seems to be used a lot, and I don't know if it has like an actual definition.
0: Well, let's look, let's look at the definition for astral connected or resembling the stars relating to a supposed lo- non-physical realm of existence which various psychic and paranormal phenomenon are described hmm. mm, I, gu- I guess it technically is something that you could say is on the up and up there probably probably yeah but he does a lot of A lot of psychic, psychic plane stuff or astral plane stuff, Um, but he, uh, but he does it. He can't really do it like in long range. And when he's in the psychic plane, I mean the astral plane, he can also like make weapons and stuff to you know hurt people in the astral plane. Oh, he can. No, he has. He yeah, he's not able to uh, psychokinetically create psionic force fields. Or project physical bolts? Or it's mentally probe buildings, machines, chemical substances. Which. Do chemical substances have minds to probe?
1: They do not.
0: Buildings? No.
1: No, they don't have brains! Now. You can't just have any power you want!
0: say that to uh, Magneto, who has the power, any power he wants you just put magnetic fields in it and he has the ability to do it
1: I feel like both of them have just found a bunch of cheat codes and they're being like, this works because magnetism, this works because telepathy and the rest of the world is just like, no well,
0: okay, so he is considered a genius and he created, like, genetic psychology and other life sciences. And he's also uh, talented at creating devices like Cerebro, which enhances his psionic abilities. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say, maybe, just maybe, he downloaded that, mem- those, that expertise from other people. Because guess what another thing Marvel psychics can do? Takes people intelligence. Telepaths can do that. Hmm. That's something. But, yeah, we're done talking about Xavier.
1: Thank goodness. I mean, not that I wanted to stop talking to you, but, like, the more you talked, the less I liked him. Not that I liked him particularly to start with, but, like... Like, he's not a
0: great person. He's bad. He's a bad, bad man. But, yeah. Uh, what's your what's your plugs?
1: Uh, yeah, so I do a podcast called Pitch Me Something with a friend, and Jesse has been on it. Uh, two episodes ago, I believe. Uh, uh, this is
0: coming out uh, far into the future. Okay, so, so
1: you're gonna have to scroll back a ways to find the episode that Jesse's in. But we talked about uh, Marvel superheroes and stuff, uh, and also episode three, I believe, was about X Men. So if you're if you like the X Men, go back and listen to that. Uh,
0: one of the things that me and Sean talked about on his on his episode that should be coming out fairly soon. As the as the recording is going, anyway, mm-hmm. um, we talked about how sports in the Marvel universe would be really cool, mm-hmm. and that's something I would definitely like to talk about. Yeah, because I because you could just imagine like sports, like just like a basket, not basketball, like a baseball team with all like superhumans. Yeah, Thanks. and how like that game would go.
1: Oh yeah, that'd be really cool. Yeah.
0: That would be. And, no old
1: card. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, we're on iTunes and Google Play, or you can find us at franklyimplausible.com.
0: Okay. My name is Jesse. I have a podcast called Creepy Critters, uh, where Laura was on hmm. a few episodes back. We talked about uh, fish nights and, and a sea unicorn. If you'd like to you know, listen to that, just go to Creepy Critters, and we'll- you know we'll teach you about cryptids Mm -hmm. also by the time this comes out i'm going to be doing something on the weeks off of the main episodes where we talk about the cartoon uh, secret saturdays which is a whole action cartoon based around cryptids Mm -hmm. if you'd like to see my little cryptid my cat with four thumbs you can go to at marvelous mooch on instagram if you'd like to get in contact with me, you can do that through uh, the HodgePod Facebook group or the uh, Twitter at Alphabet Flight. And uh, please share the show if you'd like to, if you you know like it. Um, besides that, this has been Alphabet Flight and May. Madcap, show you how truly meaningless life is. Bye. <laughs>